0: The Hamlet Podcast There's been a bonus episode of The Hamlet Podcast to mark our having finished just about every scene of the play so far. There are a couple still queued, if you're eager enough to be counting, and they'll be rolled out over the course of the next few months. Since Act 4, Scene 7 is the scene that brings the news of Ophelia's death, I wondered if it might be worth trying to devote this bonus episode to someone whose contribution to her part has been particularly memorable. The list is long, and so instead I figured it'd be even more of a treat, and treats we need these days, to feature a performer who's played Ophelia, Gertrude, Hecuba, and even some of Hamlet himself, one of the planet's most beloved actors, and my favourite, Judy Dench. Remarkably, it's over 60 years since Dame Judy was offered the role of Ophelia at the Old Vic, almost immediately after she graduated from the Central School of Speech and Drama in London. The Advance Press was excited about this star-making gig, and this only added to the pressure and expectation on a young performer in a notoriously difficult role. The production opened in Liverpool, and the buzz was good, but when it opened in London, the critics were not impressed. Young Judy Dench was likened to a piece of Danish patisserie, considered too sane for the part, and generally subjected to a hailstorm of unkindness. The show was part of the fifth and final year of a programme by Michael Benthol that presented Shakespeare's complete works. Hamlet was the only play repeated, and Dench spent six months in the part opposite John Neville as the prince. He at least stood up for his Ophelia, insisting that she was very fine in the part and imbued it with an essential quality of vulnerability. When it was decided that the show would transfer to New York, Dench was informed that she would not be continuing as Ophelia, but that she could play the Princess of France in Henry V and Maria in Twelfth Night. With evident grace and nerve, she stayed with the company and survived. Not only that, she got the part of Ophelia back when, after New York, they also toured to Yugoslavia. She says she had learned a good deal by then and that audiences went mad for the show. Despite this rather humbling start, Dench was undeterred. She tells very funny stories of the shenanigans that the company was forced into when a bout of flu decimated them. The four captains called in to bear Hamlet's body aloft, were three ladies and an old man, and Jack Cade's rebellion in Henry VI was likewise made up of actresses and understudies, or whoever was still standing. Even amid or perhaps in spite of whatever difficulties the critical reception caused, her autobiographies are filled with love for her fellow actors and the fun of being on stage as part of a company. The fun of subbing in and going on, pitching in when necessary, or even getting up to some mischief when time allowed, is an energy that has coursed through Judy Dench's entire stage career. There's a hilarious story, perhaps an urban legend, but I don't care to be disproved, of how she found herself with quite some time on her hands between scenes, playing the countess in All's Well That Ends Well. Rumour has it that if you happened to be at a performance of Les Mis in the West End at the same time as the Royal Shakespeare Company was doing All's Well That Ends Well in early 2004, your eyes were not deceiving you if you saw a familiar face on the battlements and could have sworn it was Dame Judy. It very possibly was. It's 63 years since Ophelia was Judy Dench's first professional Shakespeare role. In the decades since, she has played an extraordinary range of Shakespeare's women. Ophelia, Juliet, fairy Catherine, Maria, Juliet, in a very popular production by Franco Zeffirelli, Isabella, Viola, Phoebe, Anne Page, the Queen in Richard II, Hermia, Titania, several times, Lady Macbeth, a few times, Hermione, Perdita, Portia, Beatrice, Adriana, Regan, Imogen, Cleopatra, Volumnia, the aforementioned Countess, Mistress Quickly and Paulina. These are just the Shakespeare roles, and don't include Judy Dench's performances in an equally impressive variety of other works, from medieval mystery plays to contemporary dramas written with her particular talents in mind. As well as her brief shining moments in Les Mis, she's had considerable successes in musical theatre too. She was the original Sally Bowles in Cabaret in London, and won an Olivier Award for her performance in A Little Night Music. In a Shakespearean career that has sparkled with so many shining moments, it is notable that Hamlet hasn't really been a site of particular success. Three decades after Ophelia at the Old Vic, Judy returned to Elsinore as Gertrude in a production at the National Theatre in London, directed by Richard Eyre. This production is notorious for having starred Daniel Day-Lewis as Hamlet and for the difficulties had in the role so soon after his own father's death. Just as she had been when she played Ophelia, Dench was praised for the beauty of her speaking, but I have to confess that I hadn't known that she was the Gertrude in this particular production until I was putting the pieces together for this episode. Amazingly, this production also toured to Yugoslavia, as had the earlier Hamlet, and it seems that audiences in the Balkans had remembered Judy and were delighted to welcome her again. On screen, Judy Dench's Shakespearean credits have been equally varied, playing Titania, Catherine of France, Mistress Quickly, and even Duchess Cecily in The Hollow Crown. She won an Oscar for playing Elizabeth I in Shakespeare in Love, and more recently played Anne Hathaway in Kenneth Branagh's film All is True, about Shakespeare's final months with his family in Stratford. The association with Kenneth Branagh is a long-standing one. She has directed him and he her, and they have appeared in a great number of productions together. In a feat of thrilling luxury casting, Branagh coaxed Judy to play Hecuba in a flashback sequence for the player's speech in his film of Hamlet. This opulent affair had a remarkable all-star cast, no less illuminary than Sir John Gielgud played Priam Branna and Dench have worked together on numerous occasions since. Their most recent stage appearance was in The Winter's Tale at the Garrick Theatre in London, as Leontes and Paulina, one of the wisest and most interesting women in Shakespeare. I happened to be in London for work at the time, staying with some very generous friends. I managed to score seats to see the show, and I'm sure they're still laughing at just how excited I was when I virtually cartwheeled down the stairs of their home to tell them the news. The performance did not disappoint. As well as her huge body of work in theatre, film and television, Judi Dench has contributed to some really beautiful audio recordings. One of my favourite lockdown discoveries earlier this year was a double CD encompassing two programmes of poetry, comedy and song that she put together with her late husband Michael Williams. These are called Fond and Familiar and With Great Pleasure, and they absolutely live up to the name what's particularly special is getting to listen to Dame Judy sharing some of her favourite poems by Shakespeare and a great many others. If you'd rather hear Shakespeare alone, there's an option for you too in another programme called Exits and Entrances that features several members of the Dench family performing selected excerpts from the plays and sonnets. As the reviews of even the various Hamlet productions attest, there are few actors who speak Shakespeare quite as beautifully as Dame Judy. For the truly devoted among you, I recommend that you go find the television series Playing Shakespeare, led by John Barton and featuring members of the Royal Shakespeare Company. It's a remarkable group of people and features Dame Judy and Michael Williams performing and working on a few excerpts. The insight into how the company worked so carefully on the language of the plays and poems is very illuminating and enjoyable. A good few of these actors also appeared several decades later in a programme called Shakespeare Live from the RSC, broadcast for Shakespeare's 400th anniversary in 2016. In it, Dame Judi was one of several performers to compete over a certain soliloquy, all arguing over whose emphasis would be correct. To be or not to be... That is the question. The skull. The skull. The skull. The skull in this bit. Sorry, who, to... who are you? It is I, Hamlet the Dame. There's even a surprise contribution trying to decide how the prince should deliver these lines, but you'll have to get your hands on the whole programme to find out who gets the last word. It isn't quite as though Dame Judy got to play the whole part, but I do rather enjoy the fact that the most recent performance she gave in Stratford had her saying Hamlet's lines. And if you can't get enough of the Dame at the RSC, you can hear a clip of her playing that beautiful old countess in an album of various highlights recorded live in the theatre at Stratford, released at the same time as the gala performance. I've actually had quite a hard time trying even to write about what it is that makes Dame Judi Dench such a captivating actor. Trying to describe individual aspects of her work and her performances seems silly and flattering and fails in the attempt. It's very hard to find words for her these days, particularly in our culture that is so addicted to hyperbole. Words like stunning, iconic and epic are so overused that they've virtually lost all meaning. But the word genius, something that can mean either natural ability or exceptional creative power, or a kind of animating spirit, does seem to fit the bill. What's always been fascinating to me about Judy Dench as a performer is that you can see what she's doing, but you can't quite see how she does it, or where it comes from. Acting is a terrific mystery because I think at some level everyone thinks they can do it, but that's not at all the case. It's only very, very special ones, ones that exist in that place, in among all of those definitions of genius, who treat it as a craft, and pay attention, and do the work, and then have the strength to be present, and free, and brave, and still have fun with it all. Only people who are possessed of all these gifts that really take your breath away. And such a genius is Dame Judy Dench.